Hola a todos, me llamo Jordan Lewis. Esta es el Revolve Media Revolution Podcast con El Niño. Who are you? ¿Quién eres tú? Play into simulation theory with me for a bit, or the simulation hypothesis to make it sound even more scientific. This theory hypothesizes that the entire universe, yes, literally everything, is an artificial simulation. I don't want you to think of the existential gravity of a reality like that, so instead let's think of it in terms of a virtual reality video game. In the beginning of this game, you choose your character. Choices are pretty limited, but it's all good. Most of the important attributes are determined throughout the game. There's no goal to the game. You just get to choose what you do with the character that you've created. You have unlimited capabilities as well. You can do anything just as long as you come up with a plan within the game's natural rules and laws, and with some time in executing said plan, eventually even your wildest dreams can be made to come true. Literally anything. But so has the power of its other players. And within the game's natural rules and laws, some of them want to limit your powers and prevent your capabilities so that they may maintain ultimate control and decision in the environment. The best way to do that is to make you forget that you're even in a game. ¿Quién eres tú? Who are you? All right, everybody, I'm here with Esteban. Oh, Este or Este. Sorry, dude, I butchered it already. You told me to call you Este. Este, right? Este, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I really, I'm not stressing right. about it. <laughs> All right, but he, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but his artist name is El Nino. I'm going to call him Nino for the duration of the podcast because that's what you prefer, right, brother? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Nino resides in uh, Vancouver, Canada right now, but he's uh, born in Colombia. You want to tell us a bit about that transition? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm El Nino. I came to this country when I was just under four years old, and it's been a hell of an experience. I think that I I have experienced something like the Amer- Canadian version of the American dream. I, I love Canada. Uh, it's obviously been a bridging of two cultures in a way where sometimes, you know, you go back to Colombia and they see you as Canadian. And then I spend time here and they see me as Colombian. So I'm caught between this idea where I'm neither Canadian nor Colombian. So I've kind of, I've been forced to kind of grapple with my identity in a way that's, I think actually benefited me because I feel much more individual than I think a lot of other people. Yeah, that's crazy, man. How often do you go uh, swap between Colombia and Canada? Oh, uh, a lot when I was younger. It was like at least every year. And then as I got older, you know, prices and shit went up <laughs> every like two yeah. years, three years. Yeah. So you'd like yeah. live there for a year-ish and then... Oh, no, no. Uh, I would just... I mean, I lived there for three and a half years. And then I, I just go back for like a month, like a, every year or so. Uh, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. that's dope. That's dope. Do you remember much from uh, before you moved to Canada? Like I know you were super young, so... Honestly, you know what I do remember? They had some bomb ass uh, preschools. That shit was dope. Hey. They had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, just like I was such a little shit. I mean, I've been a little shit. I am a little shit. Uh, but no, I just remember just causing a lot of ruckus and just getting yelled at a little bit one too many times. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. That those are some solid memories. And then in that transition to to coming to Canada and saying kind of living that Canadian dream, you want to elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think for me, well, actually, I mean, one of my first experiences that I actually remember, or at least have some idea of a memory, is my parents, they told me that when I was like four or five, or I think four, and Eminem's curtain call had just come out, and them being far-ass Colombians, you know, like not even really being <laughs> speaking too much English. They just, yeah, yeah. they decided like, you know, let's listen to the popular music. They grabbed a bunch of CDs off of Walmart's like, you know, top seller or whatever. And one of them was Eminem's yeah, curtain yeah. call. So I just remember just being this little kid, like learning uh, English while I'm like rapping, like, you know, just like real, you know, slim shady type vibes. That's like, you know. And my parents just were too And your parents don't even really know. understand the no. context, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, about like some fuck chase. I'm going to beat this shit out of some woman. You know, taking too many perks, and I'm just like sitting there rapping. That's fucking crazy, <laughs> uh, yeah. bro. But yeah, that kind of those like early experiences, I just felt like very emboldened and like I don't know, I had like a very like brazen 
attitude as a little kid where I, you know, anywhere I went, like, you know, uh, just like preschool or like daycare and like school, I was very outspoken, just always asking a shit ton of questions. I'm sure every teacher just loved having me around. And, but I say I got to live the Canadian dream because man, at the end of the day, people in Canada, like, yo, you won a lottery ticket. You are safe. Like, trust me, my cousins at home, like, my, or even just what my parents have experienced is like, you know, tragedies like murder and fucking, yeah, it's like a lot of like narco terrorism and all those kind of things that are realities. And then you come to a country like this, I already won, you know, and I feel yeah. so blessed and lucky to just be here. And that's why for me, the idea that I'm not going to follow my dream is absurd, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. That's crazy. Did you have any experience uh, directly when you were visiting kind of in that relation? My bad. Can you repeat yourself? I oh, I did you have you any uh, experience when you were visiting back in Colombia? Uh, yeah. Do you have, did you have any vivid experiences or sorry, any uh, personal experiences in Colombia, like kind of on the, that, that darker side of the scale? I did, unfortunately. Um, man, yeah, like, I don't know if I've ever talked about this publicly, but my an aunt of mine actually was murdered. And it was actually pretty, it was pretty tough, I think, for like my entire family. But it was when I was around 14. And I think it struck this like reality in me that I like that I really am lucky that it's not that separate. It's not an idea of violence, like violence exists and it has affected me. And now that's something, a burden that my grandma has to wear, you know, her own daughter was murdered or that my mom has to, her own sister was. And experiences like that kind of, I think you can either let them define you in a negative way, you know, they can break you down or you can, even the worst experiences, you can almost learn something from it. And at least for me, I learned that I had to have gratitude for the kind of safety that I do have. Like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I've been in tussles or whatever, but it's like, you, you're never really stressing that someone's going to have a gun, you know, like, yeah. those kind of, those yeah. kind of, it doesn't get to that point. And you know, there it does. So that kind of early experience definitely, I don't know, you know, a lot of that kind of like pain shapes me. And I think I try to transmute that into a positive way as much as I can. Yeah, man, I, I definitely feel that. And just on the subject of family, you're definitely a family man yourself. You're actually telling me you were celebrating your mom's birthday recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts out, Nori. Shouts out, Nori. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I, love, I love my mom. She's, uh, I couldn't, I wouldn't be who I am without them, undoubtedly. Both my flaws and my positive traits. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just, I feel so lucky the other day I got parents who support my dream and although they don't always understand it and, you know, they don't always, you know, why are you always saying bitch and shit? You know, these are, <laughs> why are you always saying that? Why are you always talking about that? Why are you, always, you know, of course, yeah, yeah. I get it. But um, at the same time, I, I just, I'm a mama's boy at heart. I just, I got way too much love for my family. Man, that's so good to hear. Family is really everything. But you also got close ties with your friends, man. You're telling me we, we, uh, we originally originally made the interview a little bit earlier and then we went back to our original time just because you you wanted to help a homie out you want to elaborate on that oh yeah no i was just saying that look i i don't give a fuck about money in the sense that i want to get shit for myself i want everything in my life because i love the idea of just being able to be in a position where i can give to people especially obviously my closest friends and like just today like whatever friend i had some friends over and then immediately like one lives like out on an island and they're gonna have to like transit for like a couple hours I'm like, yo, it's all good. Like, I'll just drive you. Like, I feel privileged in the sense that I can now afford a car, you know. But I remember for so fucking long, I ain't had shit. I ain't no whip. I hated being that broke boy, just like fucking, like, you know, you leave after you're bogan with your boys and you got a fucking transit two hours and i and i resented the fact that people wouldn't give me a ride so i yeah. try to now be the opposite that whenever anyone needs anything like i without even like you know i try to offer just hey do you need a ride to the ferry do you need a ride to wherever it's just it's like i said like i want to be even though i ain't really like yo like i said in my most recent song like i know that i'm dreaming i'll have it one day i know i ain't really that rich or whatever like yet i'm aware trust me i ain't stupid but <laughs> I'm going to use everything I have and act like I do have something to give because at the end of the day, I believe everyone has something to offer other people, even if it's that's your car, you know, or your time. Like everyone, at least you can offer people your time. And I think that is fucking valuable, at least if you know your, your worth in that respect. Man, that's brilliant. You and I are definitely on, on the same wavelength. And you touched on a bunch of topics there. And I feel like we can we can use your music to actually elaborate on that. So, so why don't we jump right in? Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, uh, I actually wanted to bring up for for a fact that I couldn't find much visuals on uh, for you except for on Facebook, and your visuals on Facebook were actually pretty killer. Am I just not looking in the right places? Uh, for YouTube, like uh, videos and shit? Yeah, I couldn't find your YouTube if you've even got one. Honestly, you know what it is? YouTube is so saturated. In like and like, mm, and I think El my Nino. biggest video in El Nino is yeah. like it's like a weather pattern as well. So <laughs> yeah, whenever you look yeah. up El Nino, there's a lot of like weather related and they're like educational purpose video types about yeah. that. So it's like it's not ideal when it comes to like uh you know whatever that fall cache or search cache and whatever. It yeah. ain't it ain't ideal, but everything should be linked through my uh I have like through my Instagram I have like a big link like a, a link that sends everyone to my entire uh, like all like sends them to a landing page where they can access everything through there okay. that but i was just recently put on there because i i had to organize my shit a little bit better uh-huh, but yeah i, I see. one of the first projects i ever actually did or like where, i think there was the first step when i told myself all right i really want to do this music thing yeah, was in 2018 yeah was was when i i was in amsterdam and one of my best friends phil schuster phil schuzy and he's just a really talented creative guy and he was like man i i showed him a song where wavy which is now like still been consistently a favorite for a lot of like uh, like listeners out there and i appreciate that and it was one of my yeah. first songs actually we did we shot a music video over the course of three days in amsterdam just fucking no experience either one of us not like you know this is the first real time me like releasing yeah, the yeah. music and that turned out awesome and that that one is actually still i think my biggest video to this day and it has like i think it has like five thousand just like uh views on like youtube which i know ain't much but like for me every time it was sick because we literally spent ten or zero dollars on that video like we just went out with camera and then said i yeah go dance just had and, an idea and ran with it that's sick man yeah 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 straight up <laughs> but that there is definitely some visuals out there and i'm i'm trying hard but like these days like i i'm really inspired heavily by like people like travis or like uh even like asap rocky who put a lot of like effort into their visuals and who have a visual brand beyond their music and yeah that is something that matters to me like i'm very passionate about fashion and clothing and i at the same time like just aesthetics for me i love yeah i love that because everything you're talking about and even though you used it in reference to people who are kind of more or less famous uh, I'm in, I've been talking and through these interviews, just been like interacting with a lot of like underground and just local artists mm-hmm. who, who are, who are on that same wave, man. And I can't wait to introduce you to them because they're actually doing some fucking quality shit. Dude. Oh, beautiful. You yeah. Got, we're going to set that up. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, man. We're going to have a pretty solid community moving forward. Hopefully that's the, that's the goal. Fingers crossed, but it's all uh TBD, but uh, yeah, let's, let's go into your tracks, bro. Let's talk Absolutely. about, so, so wavy was one of your first tracks and I love it. Like, Cause you, uh, you obviously, stick to your heritage there if people don't know who you are or what you're about obviously from the name if that flies over their head by the way the name means the kid right for anyone it out means there. the kid yeah el the nino kid. yeah yeah i mean it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek because the truth is like it's like el nino especially like where i grew up and because i was like uh, i grew up a catholic you know most people yeah. in colombia are yeah we only really refer to one person as, as the child right? uh-huh. and, it's, and it's jesus right because it's like if you read any of the scripture it says like el nino and then whatever like and then they'll like they talk about him they're obviously talking about like baby jesus or like jesus yeah. you know the christ child yeah. and i kind of thought you know i feel like the son of god sometimes <laughs> that's awesome man so, so the direct translation to english is actually probably the son then hey yeah, exactly. Well, like, okay. uh, I think I think it actually is the boy. I think you're right. The direct translation the is probably just the, bo- the boy. Okay. And, and I like that, too, because it's like, yo, he's the boy, man. Yeah, but it's whatever you want to interpret it as as well, man. It's multidimensional. That's awesome. And that's a big aspect of art in general for me, right? Yeah, it's like, I don't... the truth. It's not... Like, even when people have asked me, like, yo, what is... Actually, I had a... Is it funny? Uh, <laughs> I had an, uh, an ex-girlfriend, you know, just DM me fucking... <laughs> Real or real upset? Just how could you say this line? This line is clearly no. about me. Yo, you said this, this, and this. I was like, uh, uh-uh, you tripping, girl? Like, what the fuck? Like, I literally, I, I was like, first and foremost, I remember that I freestyled that shit. It wasn't about anyone. I think it just rhymed. I was yeah. like, secondly, 
the fact that you listen, thank you very much. I appreciate that you're still listening. Word. Uh, <laughs> but no, Word. yeah, right? it's uh, pretty funny in that respect. Yo, you're gonna get you're gonna get a text the day after this interview drops. Believe me. Oh, good. We good. Um, um, it's all love. <laughs> yeah, it is all love, man. I, and I feel that from you. I was gonna say though, <laughs> if if people don't get the El Nino nod in your in your uh, in your alias there, they'll they'll get it from Wavy with your Spanish vocals, man. Being oh, being. Yeah you're like obviously you're fluent in english obviously you're fluent in spanish what benefits um being bilingual do you see does that relate to your music oh it's what's well, so though i mean i also study psychology and like uh to get a little bit educational there's this uh there's a lot of research that's demonstrated that people who are bilingual trilingual or whatever actually have a better cog often have better cognitive processing in certain situations because they can almost see things from more perspectives it's almost yeah. as if language creates or influences some sort of uh biasing and how you think so by being bilingual you can actually have almost an easier time thinking about things in a more rounded way so to, to speak on that honestly i personally have always felt like my a real strong suit of mine and why i'm so fucking in love with so people. you're skipping there do you mind just starting from like five seconds ago yeah, yeah yeah i was just a big thing for me as to like why i'm still like like why i kind of think that applies to me a little bit is like i'm real passionate about like people and like a huge thing for me and like why i study psychology and like why i like making music for other people to listen to is like i like understanding people i love it i love attempting to anyways and being speaking both languages has provided me kind of like a lens into like almost two different cultural worlds and at the same time it's just like fucking fun man like i've been you know you go out to spanish and you start speaking a little bit of spanish and like oh where are you from you're like oh, i'm from colombia you yeah, know but i live in canada dope. yeah and you know girls think it's sexy so that doesn't matter that you know <laughs> that, that I, don't can, I can definitely see the appeal <laughs> man so so what i'm also getting from that is that uh uh native and only english speakers sorry non-bilingual English speakers and non-bilingual Spanish speakers might miss a little bit of the message, uh, but bilingual speakers will kind of, they'll see the kind of nuances that are yeah, in each language. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's like, it really is, it's nuances, like you say, and like, you know, kind of to jump back a little bit, like the point is, a lot of what I write is like, it almost, you know, it sounds silly, my music seems to be prophetic of my own life. Like, I will, yes. I will write something creative, yes. and in the moment, I kind of think it's about something that like, already happened, and maybe in part of it. Right. And then all of a sudden, three months later, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yo, my life literally just turned out how I said in this it song. It comes fucking true. Almost to to the word, eh? To the, you know, to the, to the dot, man. I can't to even. To the dot, bro. Oh. Man, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it lets you, it almost lets you kind of realize it and then like reflect immediately, eh? And have that like, holy shit moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. You literally go, you're like, holy, am I, you start, you start feeling yourself too. You're like, am I, am I creating my own reality? Like, you know, it's obviously funny. Yeah, you are, man. It's like, if you believe in that show, it's what you, what you write, what you say, what you put out into the universe that should come back. And ultimately, Isn't man, if you're making music and you're putting all that energy into it, man, yeah, it might, it might come back. Isn't that, it? and so do you think that might be a result of kind of putting out your soul and like, just kind of like stripping yourself of uh, maybe the ego or what, what can you relate it to? Yeah, well, undoubtedly. Well, that's right. That's uh, some real Eckhart Tolle shit right there. Um, yeah, like undoubtedly, <laughs> I think that music is, at least for me, it's therapy for my soul, for my spirit, for my mind. And like, it's, it's a space whereby it's, but hip hop music though, actually I think is unique in the sense that there is an almost a playfulness with ego where we're all like, yo, it's all right. Like you can show your ego, let it, let it fly, but don't identify with it. You know, that's the problem with it. And that's something that I actually think is huge is like in the world that as a whole is there ain't nothing wrong with having an ego. Every fucking artist has a big ego. You're a fucking artist. Yo, like you literally are making things, wanting someone else to like it. Okay. You clearly have a strong sense of self however it's when you become attached to that idea of yourself that you can then fall into error and mistake but as long as you can have a, an awareness of your ego and have this and this taking drawing from Eckhart Tolle where he goes treat as as what it is it's like this little child in you and it's funny haha look you know look how it wants to flex on these fucking mouth you know like it's all good acknowledge it and it's funny even express it a little bit in the music and through that there's an honest 
you know, exchange, but don't get jaded. Like, don't ever feel like that's you 100%. Because that, then that's when you get a real problem. Because then, oh, if someone doesn't like your music, I, then you get all offended. You get like insulted by it. Oh, if someone says this, then you get hyper reactive and you're a dick. And at the, end, at the end of the day, that's because, oh, you're just way too attached to your ego. So music for me is a place where I can almost give this release, both from an ego and at the same time also connect on a deeper thing, especially more in the writing process. That's brilliant, man. I love that. And that actually kind of brings me into the the next track here that I wanted to reference. And uh, you said it before that your mom uh, men- mentioned why you talk about Zan so much, but this track's mm. called Lean Zan Molly. Lean Zan Molly. Yeah, how, yeah. Oh how my mom God. feel about that one? They ain't like that one. <laughs> she ain't, yeah, she ain't like that one, though. She ain't like that one. She, no, she ain't like that one, though. I mean... <laughs> Yo, you know what, though? I got to say respect to my mom and dad. Like, they respect me as an adult and as an individual to understand that, like, a lot of shit is, like, I also have a message in those songs. Like, that the, the hook in that is lean sands and molly recipe for dropping bodies. Like, it's like, I ain't, I'm not glorifying that shit. I'm very well aware of what it does. Like, I lost, like, one of my best friends to that kind of abuse. And, like, this is not... At the end of the day, yeah, I make a song, I go in there, I start, free, I like, my process is very much, I go in there and I freestyle something, right? So it's not like I'm really, I'm not sitting down, like, lean, hands, no, no, I ain't like that. I hear a beat and I just say what comes to my mind. And then from those freestyles, I can then organize it into a song and, you know, add lyrics need be or fill in the spaces but for me that that song is it was and even in the cover art actually man it's a good it's a well done piece of art by a friend of mine actually who's a really talented artist josh Cervillian. and in it you see like this caricature version of myself and there are strings i'm almost like a puppet and i'm being pulled by some strings that are you know from outside of the uh you know frame like you can't see who's pulling it but the point is and it's like oftentimes a lot of this drug abuse a lot of this you know, use of the stuff is influenced by the culture, by these things that are larger than we are. And we're actually, we're just, we're being either manipulated or influenced negatively by forces sometimes that can be outside of our awareness to do these things that ultimately kill you or can kill you or destroy you. But I wanted to make a track that was, and this is why I mean the duality of me and my music, my everything is I'm trying to do something whereby I can say something real, but deliver it in a way that doesn't feel forced. And doesn't, it's like I'm trying to, you know, like I want my greatest fans in five to 10 years to be able to look at all my music and then like reiterate what I meant because I know most people will have not seen that you know like most people will have just taken it like oh this song was a glorification of lean yeah, and molly just take it for the title and blow it off yeah yeah you know what i'm saying it's like that's cool i don't care if you had fun with the song i don't give a fuck like good for you you enjoyed it yeah but the truth is i i, I always i make at least some fucking sense of an effort to like have a truth to it because like i i'm a big believer in at least like personal truths and lessons and music has inspired and changed my life in so many positive ways i think like i have a responsibility to try and do that as well Wow. That's amazing, man. And so so in, in the way that it's changed your life, would you say that you're a lot different of an artist and person today, 2020, from these uh, tracks that we're referencing that you released in 2018? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I think 20, 2018 for me really was like identity, a uh, search for identity through music for me. Like um, wholeheartedly, like I wasn't even that good yet, in my opinion. Like when I, when I said I wanted to start doing this, it was like, yeah, okay. I've been freestyling since I was like fucking 13 and you know big into hip-hop and writing like even like music when i used to play the guitar and push it on my indie shit i was about that music but you know i had never really made this like active effort so a lot of that writing for me was just trying to find out what i wanted to say like so a lot of it was drawing from things that were happening in my life in that moment like oh my me and my you know my friends were you know we're getting into this kind of shit i make a song about it lean sounds molly whatever whatever like it's very reflective of my time in of my life in that space and time but as a result too you can look at the tracks and it doesn't i i don't think it has the cohesiveness that i think my upcoming releases will in terms of like theme brand and general thematic messaging beyond the specific lyrics you know um and that's going to be something that i think people will take note of and really like you know appreciate but back then yeah i was just i was younger man like i was just figuring out what the fuck i'm trying to say you know who i want to be in hip-hop do i want to be you know like you're, you're trying to it's funny because you almost go through this whole thing to go back to what you originally knew, which was, oh, I'm just supposed to be me. Like, you know, yeah, you go I'm through like, ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's me. 
expressing myself. It's not supposed to be you trying to be anything other than that. And that's, but that's a hard thing to learn from a lot of people, man. They get stuck trying to like recreate these ideas that they've created of themselves, which isn't even real. You live up to some false ideal. Yeah. You're trying to, you're trying to paint a strategy on, on something that's supposed to happen organically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, just in a nod to back to some 2018 stuff, uh, and you're talking about, uh, kind of writing about what you're experiencing without cohesiveness. I, uh, just another track that people might, uh, jump on and build their own perspective before they actually know what it's really about. I want to talk about the, the Louis Gang Killers track you got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to assume that's a nod to, nod to some homies. Yeah. Yo, uh, you know, it was just, man. Uh, yeah, we used to just like, you know, in like first year, it's like around with a lot of my boys who like, we didn't really, we didn't take no shit from nobody. And like, obviously that was a time in our life where I could say we were probably a little bit more egotistic than we had to be. But I just, it was a fun time at the same time, you know, we were young, we we're kids and we liked causing a ruckus and people fucked with us. Like, it's like, yo man, like we you know, straight killers out here, man. Like I, I like fighting. We're all like, you know, I like, yeah. trained for like seven and a half years and doing like Muay Thai. So finally it felt like, okay, people are getting older and they're getting testy. And like, we, we were nice in all fairness. Like, it's not like, I didn't think I was going out of my way to find these, you know, trouble. Just yeah, seemed like yeah. trouble was finding us, but obviously, you know, it's a mutual. Yo, trained thing. people usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm good. But yeah, no, it's just funny. Cause you know, like they, a couple of my friends, you know, real decked out and show about that Louis life and all that. So it's like, you know, like Louis gang you know everyone had their like hey. louis v belts and shit may or may definitely you know i remember actually just like i didn't have any of that shit because you know I, <laughs> I, but i would just literally borrow their louis v and like wear their belts out and shit just because yeah. i was trying to you know i was trying to flex on and, that but that was that was just again yeah. one of those fun tracks it was dope actually that was like i think that's the first song that i had a lot of my guy friends really fuck with it like they they jumped on that one nice man well, I think they saw that connection <laughs> Did they did they kind of like dismiss some stuff before? Because I know a, a lot of the tracks kind of around that area, you were also to, uh, wilding out on girls and stuff. You know what I mean? And, yeah, exactly. And a no, little like, bit more personal stuff. Exactly. And I, even like in the SoundCloud era, like that year too, it's like they just again, right? It's a it's more it's almost so personal that you can't really relate to it. Like it's like yeah, some people can if they've had very similar experiences. But yeah. then when you make songs that are a little bit more like melodic and general in a way, then at least you know the boys can like just vibe with it a lot easier a lot like you know they'll connect with it they'll vibe with it i feel you and it's and it's a it's a more easier gateway and doorway into the more uh, personal and more intimate stuff in the rest of your music oh yeah and everybody knows it too like that's a classic that's a classic artist move right like you, you recognize that okay you need to gain an audience or right, then make stuff that's relatable to a larger audience and then once you have them you can pull your j cole shit and start fucking preaching your conscious you know perspective and whatever it is that you want to preach about you know well, you are you're one wise man but listen we're gonna take that quick break yeah. i mentioned so i'm gonna Absolutely, stop the yeah. recording this track by el nino titled zoom is dropping today the same date as this podcast september 30th so this might be the first time you're hearing it enjoy I'm so high at the moon, running in circles around the room. Bearing all the eyes around you, chopping up a lines of them as well. I'm so high at the moon, running in circles around the room. Bearing all the eyes around you, chopping up a lines of them as well. I'm so high at the moon, running in circles around the room. Bearing all the eyes around you, chopping up a lines of them as well. I'm so high at the moon, running in circles around the room. Bearing all the eyes around you, chopping up a lines of them as well.
everybody and we're back with el nino what up nino yeah 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 how we doing you doing great man how you feeling i'm feeling lovely i'm just great lovely oh dude likewise i'm feeling that like i said man i feel like we're, we're on the same wavelength here and i can really kind of kind of get that through the mic um but let's uh let's dive into some of your your next music here that i've got on my list in 2019 you took a break from releasing singles and you released well you did release one single sing, uh single sorry with uh Yacavelli. how'd you get that going Yacavelli. shout out to my boy Yacavelli. he's He's underground right now. He's working on some amazing projects. And I'll be real, man, like that guy drives me competitively in a way that I appreciate because I fucking listen to it and I go, holy shit, man. I got to, you know, like is I, it, I Is it by him. his words or by his music? His music, man. His, the music hey. that he has unreleased is, well, words as well, but the music especially, he's he's on some, he's on his own fucking vibe right now. And it's I'm excited for him to start releasing, but he's one of my oldest uh, uh, buddies from, we've known each other since we were like 13 years old and we both share the same dream which is just so amazing and 2019 actually is so yo i dropped a single every single month of 2020 uh and that was the work of 2019 often i think sometimes people Uh, don't understand like everything is backtrack if you want to be organized in this rap shit and music and anything in your life like you better be planning ahead for sure you gotta queue things up yeah so 2019 was a time of creation for me more than anything and uh personal like cataloging trying to again find a more cohesive sound so icy chain was honestly it was just a track that me and this buddy yakavelli we we cooked that up in like like literally an hour or two like me and him when we get in the studio it's like it's like you said we share this wavelength similar like you were saying with you and i but we get in there and it's like we're just bouncing off each other the writing seems to flow and we are able to create tracks that aren't necessarily either one of our styles but is this cohesive blend of something unique and different and honestly i was pretty i was pretty fucking stoked with that song like ac chain is a i love that song like i think it's 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 like upbeat it's fun and it was a great summer little summer tune there and the response is great from it too so you know i'm I'm super happy that that uh, was created and kind of just showed the world also too like yo who the fuck is yakavelli and this guy clearly can be someone too that's so dope man i love that you're not only putting on your homies and your music but in, in this interview as well that's that's uh that's a real one right there yeah yo let's uplift each other man like I... exactly uh let's let's go on to your mixtape or is it sorry i don't know if this it's called the it's titled tape. the mixtape yeah but yeah. is it a mixtape it's t- so technically it is a mixtape it's too short to be an album an album typically has 15 or more tracks and okay. there's usually like a cohesive there's like a narrative within the albums or some sort of like theme i'll be real like the mixtape was just a bunch of music that i'd had on my laptop and was like like honestly i'm broke and i don't even i don't even know really how i'm supposed to release this many singles so let's just put them all together in a mixtape you know like a random collection of it's mixtape is usually around six but this one was a bit longer it was 10 so but that was that like the mixtape for me was awesome because it gave me a lot of actual opportunities like once i released that i think i think the city started listening a little bit more and it was nice you know i got to perform a solo set at the roxy on a saturday night we had over like 200 people show up and something like that was that was that was lit man that's crazy man was that your first live that was my first was that my first? No, I'd done other live shows, but like it again, smaller, right? Like, like I'm saying, like yeah. it was much smaller. But then to be able to be in one of the biggest like venues in Vancouver, or like oldest venues in Vancouver, was yeah. um, like honestly kind of unbelievable. Because Dude, tell me you what, told tell me, me what went really before, well. Genuinely, I love getting on stage. I think I think the reality is I've known I've wanted to be a performer since I was five years old. I feel. And being on a stage and singing a song, specifically Space, actually, where, like, you know, I got my homies in the crowd and a couple, like, acquaintances and people, you know, like, friendly faces, and they're singing the lyrics. You just have that moment where you go, yo, this is it. That's what I want. This is what I want for the rest of my life. I, But I want it on the greater... I'll tell you, like, I'll be straight up. I think one of 
of my biggest dreams. I think I actually cried about this the other night, man. I'm fucking, I'm an emotional, I'm thinking about the vision is I, I thought about how much it would mean to me to see like a young kid at one of my shows one day, like real, like front row, just singing along to like a real, like heartfelt song of mine, like something like meant a lot to me. And I'm just like singing along to every lyric, looking me right in the eye and me just knowing that on some level I did for that kid, what maybe an artist like Eminem did for me when I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a feeling that I, I already saw that. That's why I love that show at the Roxy's. I could see the inkling of, okay, I can get there. You know, you already got people singing the lyrics. Now, next thing you know is, you know, really connect, keep trying, make the music better and better and better and more and make it in a way that people can connect with it on a deep fucking level where it impacts them on a positive way. That's amazing, man. Dude, you gotta, you gotta, for, or you can't forget that we're on the same wavelength here. You already got this emotionally out of your system. I'm a, I'm a vulnerable man here, man. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna touch my heart. Anyways, bro, onto some of the context of uh, your the the mixtape. The mixtape, the mixtape. Um, the mixtape, the mixtape. Yeah, the mixtape, the mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it, man, because it's exactly, it, it is exactly what you said it is. Like, we just, you just explained to me, not only, like, in a sense of the number of tracks and, like, the cohesiveness of a, of a project, but, like, like you titled it, it is, like, I don't know. Some people don't know that. Like, I didn't know that exactly. It was kind of in the back of my mind, but because you referenced it, now I'm I'm going to parade that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You start right? noticing a little details. Yeah. So, um, you start with the track... And- and correct me if I'm wrong on on the order of this, but I just kind of went off by what Spotify had. But with your with your track space, yeah, space. That's actually that's my biggest track. Actually, all three of those still got the little the first three songs in that still have like the little stars on uh, iTunes and all on Apple Music, which just means like they're still consistently played. Interesting. Like, and space on Spotify I actually got picked up randomly. I didn't even apply, like, because you can apply to these playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put out this music. This is before I was like that knowledgeable. And somehow, someone in Spotify heard space and they put it on one of their editorial playlists, and that, and then it racked up like twenty something thousand streams, and now no it's way. at like thirty six thousand. And holy shit! It's like it's like obviously these numbers are nothing compared to what I think I can and will be at. But yeah, but for me, as a stepping moment, stone. It was so, yeah, it was such a great, um, I don't know, like it acknowledged how I felt, which is like, I am onto greatness. And like, yeah. I mean, that, You've that's set the one bar, of the man. Yeah, like exactly. And to be fair, like I remember the night after it was released, I went out and just, you know, like getting a little bit of that recognition. Maybe I felt like I really deserved type of shit, you know, real ego, but it was nice. Like seeing people go out of their way to come pay their props, give me props and, you know, be like, yo, Nino, holy shit. I was so like, you know, like taking that man. second to just let me know they enjoyed it. And that means a lot to me. It really does, I guess. Dude, and even referencing back for where we were talking about your music being prophetic, like you literally, it's saying the song, I don't need saving, dance with the devil below. And then you go on to say, reap what mm-hmm. you sow, got to reap what you sow. And that's like, yeah. is that not exactly what's happening? That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the universe fucking listens. That's wild, man. And then uh, there's, a, there's a couple other uh, times throughout this mixtape that you you uh you reference lsd i do reference i'm yeah. yo I'll, I'll, I'll be on the public record i let's get it i think lsd i think every single person who does not have uh, proponents to mental illness and or other uh neurological or you know mental issues yeah. should yeah. definitely have a guided psychedelic experience with someone who has like like because Man, there's a reason why Native Colombians really valued the shaman and the shaman, the shamanic experience with ayahuasca, which is another psychedelic uh, plant that you actually brew in a tea. But for myself personally, obviously, I don't have access to that. I've done acid in my life. And actually, I can actually tell you that acid was a catalyst in my life when I was 18 years old that eventually led me to the point where I switched out of business to study psychology in university and began pursuing music in the way that I am now. Essentially, psychedelics can allow your mind to then reorganize itself in a way that you actually can look at your life in a way, in a perspective that just wasn't consciously available beforehand and that starts helping you break down these mental barriers to greater and more open thinking. And it really is true. You go on a trip, when you take a drug like that, like you will go on a trip in the sense that you leave 
this space, your consciousness goes to a higher plane whereby it can, for whatever fucking magical, crazy reason, it it seems to get, it gets like this fast track towards helping you and like opening your perspective in a way that yeah. is so beneficial. And I'm not the only one to say this shit. This is like Steve oh, Jobs dude. has said it. This is a lot of a very... If you weren't saying it, I'd say it too. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I think with anything, show it a little bit of fucking respect, you know, put some respect on my name, you know, like LSD and any psychedelic drug is not something that I take half-heartedly or that I think is, yeah, just go get fucked up and do that. Like, that's not how I'm advocating this stuff at all. I just, I think, and I believe, and I know at least for myself, using it in a way for growth and intentional in an intentional way is, can be so beneficial. I agree. And I think, uh, when you don't use it intentionally as well, and I think this is just important to know, um, if you do use it kind of like recreationally and just for fun, you're not going to have that, uh, you're not going to have it life changing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'll be fun. It's cool. Oh, whatever it's it'll be great yeah it'll be wavy it'll be a, it'll be a cool thing to reference in the future but you won't have that like yeah. true ride yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. um yeah did you even you even go on in your so you're saying your your first three tracks in that uh mixtape are the ones doing the best so space yeah, late, late nights and omgdm out of my goddamn mind out of my goddamn mind yeah those are <laughs> those are the ones that are the most bumping and those are actually the the two main references to uh lsd that i'm finding personally yeah yeah that's we're, we're, yeah we're out of my goddamn mind is, is explicitly about that and you say this the one-way ride one-way um, ride trip it's to a the one-way other side ticket. no more yeah. high it's, that's hey. it man i came back from that and i recognized holy shit this this idea of me is an illusion it's something it's a story that you continue to create obviously again like when i say acid was a catalyst obviously i had been exposed to certain books and knowledge that were there but like i said it's almost like until you psychedelic experience breaks the chain of your mind that wasn't allowing it the information to be perceived in the way that it should you know that's what to it is really it, be digested it lets it it lets it just be validated almost without a doubt uh-huh, exactly. instead of just kind of like speculated on yes exactly there's a lot of very intelligent people who are aware of a lot of these things but who who can't who don't really know what they're talking about because they ha- haven't done it and then there's also the uh people who are have been shut out from society and shunned because they have <sighs> voiced their experiences in depth with uh we're at a great place right, right, we're great right place. now exactly yeah we're in a very progressive state and i'm looking forward to it. it it's it's up to us to kind of fight for that as well though that moving on to some more of your music there my man you're uh your bad habits song you already did apologize to your mom in the in the interview here like you you mentioned it but this in this track you kind of explicitly do it as well yeah Is this, yeah was this uh oh sorry go on man no yeah 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 okay, that's uh that's for my mama <laughs> was was this in relation to like actually getting caught specifically for something and something you guys had a little bit of a uh, yeah, yeah there, you know or? i might have i definitely you know i've been through my shit and it's the truth is I really am the way that I, I, I really am about my life. Everything I rap about, like someone actually, like, I don't cap, like obviously my music, there's aspects to it. That's just for the music where it sounds fun to say, but like the shit, when I speak on my own experiences, like, no, that's real. That's very real. And obviously like the reality is like that shit can create a lot of conflict in your life. And music again, now is just a way more positive way for me to transmute pain and anxiety and trauma. But like maybe before when I was a bit younger, I just, I focused solely um you know drugs <laughs> yeah i think that's actually a great segue into the next track pop pop design pop design yeah. is a great i like that song <laughs> i like that song too man and and you say you say in the track uh just to kind of elaborate on what, what you were just talking about but you say uh, i don't blame the drugs i blame me uh yeah, so i wanted yeah. to kind of d- dig into your history with xanax uh yeah yeah i definitely just i have quite a lot of anxiety i think i always have but like i just almost like didn't recognize it as what it was it was just because it would manifest in different ways and then when i recognized it i just i think i tried it when i was like 19 and wow it just like for once in my fucking life i just like i felt what i thought everyone else must have felt like 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 just there's no oh. incessant racing of thoughts and you're just fucking chilling and you're just in the moment and were you prescribed or i don't think you get that shit prescribed you can't get it in count you can get like like pretty much the same like we're Azepam, like which is pretty yeah. much the same but honestly i have such an inherent fear of like being diagnosed with anything yeah just so i i never went through it the proper way and i just kind of okay. like self-medicated a bit i see but in all fairness like i really loved it and, like i but then it, there came a moment i think in like the last two years where i was like 
you know what? I am happy for the reality that this exists and like this can help people with anxiety. But like, I also think that if I truly want to be like the version of myself that I like the most, the best version of Esteban, the best version of El Nino is the guy who doesn't do shit. Like who doesn't have to do anything to feel his best self, anything else. Like if you want to smoke weed, you want to drink, you want to do whatever, whatever, like that's just, it has to be because you, that's extra and it's fun. It can't, for me, it can't be something that I'm doing to be my best self. My best self has has to be someone that's available at any moment at any time without the help from a narcotic or some shit you know yes man that's brilliant and i and i honestly i saw that so exemplified exactly what you just said in your in your latest release that you actually released this month uh july uh earlier i think it was the third but uh to me your track young rich nino i just young young rich nino i found yeah, to yeah. you kind of just like exemplifying that you're kind of leaving all that stuff behind and you're re-releasing yourself in your confidence as an artist and mm-hmm. uh y- you know what i mean is that kind of on, on the trail there yeah absolutely yeah yeah young rich nino uh, go stream that shit it's my new single um big this is the beginning of something a lot different i think that's the music. what i'm thinking man trust me it is like i'll be real like this song demonstrates another level towards my own skill my own production skill in terms of like mixing uh, my vocal production and just like the writing and the kind of mindset that i'm coming from and the other ones i i kind of like i look at myself and i go oh this is el nino this is like the little this is nino oh poor nino still dealing with his shit trying yeah, to yeah. figure it out whatever it's all good like i'm still dealing with it but man i i have grown so fucking much and i'm really like proud of myself to be honest like to be in a place where i feel like the music is going to reflect that and just hit in a way that comes across like i'm not drawing my strength or energy from any negative place it's coming from a place of light from a place of like non-judgment growth and but at the same time like yeah i'm still me motherfucker like el nino like i'll slap you up out of your head if you test me but like i don't carry no hate (laughs) I know where it gets me. Like to be yeah, straight yeah. up, like I don't, I don't carry hate. There's people, you know, I've had scuffles with. I don't. I literally, I have no negative extra feeling towards. For them. sure. However, dude. don't fucking don't doubt. You come up to me on the street, you be saying something. You be, I, I, that's don't, not my name. Don't, don't disrespect me. me like that. Yeah, like don't test word. me. Like I'm not. I'm not. I've been that since I was a little kid. Since I was tiny, you know, I was real short. Like I don't care who the fuck you are. Don't test me, man. Like don't. And I say that with all love. Like I, you shouldn't be doing that anyways. Don't be out there being rude. Oh, and disrespectful. I'm not doing that. I'm I'm very conscious to be kind to other people because straight up, I like being nice. I like being I like treating people well. Like, and that's I'm happy that I do now. That's that's the anthem, man. I feel like everybody should have that perspective. Like, don't like I got love to give, but I won't back down. Like, please don't test me. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's a real lesson I actually was taught by my dad, which is look, this world is not a utopia. So if it was, just be nice. Don't ever fight. You know. But the truth is, this world is dirty, and if you don't know how to fucking hold your own and stand up for yourself you will get pushed down and yep. that's what we're seeing right now in like a cultural way right we're finally exactly black people are going yo fuck it or your minorities and the whole yo uh-uh like i am gonna step up for myself because i've tried your way i've tried the system i've tried being okay and we're not nah you know sometimes it takes revolutionary acts to really change the world and i say that on a personal level my suggestion for everyone and myself my own lesson is the reason why i'm in such a good mental space is because i had to radically change the way i was thinking about my life and how i approached everything i had to transform myself man that's that's so incredible and i and i love uh sorry yeah this this track uh exemplifying kind of what i said about re-releasing yourself in confidence the track before that now that i'm gone it signifies you letting go of that previous part not not letting go of it in the sense that you're kind of like leaving it behind but that you're just like no no longer letting it affect your progression into what you're about to do i love how you picked up on that man like because i know the song i do you know on brand and you know i am kind of a little bit girl crazy like my songs are always kind of often structured as if i'm speaking to a girl yeah but often it's actually i'm speaking to myself that's that's the truth it's i, I know where know. i've been i know where i'm going like heard you love me now that i'm gone it's like this idea that i know i'm leaving that old me behind i still have love for old me you know for who i was and yeah but i'm gone i'm out of here like i got i got greater places to be well it's there man like you said you're coming you're becoming a more cohesive artist and even if it's like like probably even before intentionally doing it but i'm glad you brought up that line don't carry no hate because i know where it gets me because shortly after that you say metaphors on me today which just kind of it shows that you're 
you're not about that previous. I don't even know if that was even who you were before, but you're not even remotely like that anymore. Now you are strictly focused on El Nino. I'm yeah, like focused on money and destiny. Like I'm focused on my destiny. I'm not, I have a vision. I really do. And I have a purpose and I'm, I'm going to do everything in my power and my will to achieve it. And I, I know for a fact that being an angry Nino and holding resentment and hate ain't it's only going to slow me down. And it's just like, it ain't, it ain't who I am. I got, I got nothing but love for everybody. You know what, man? And I'm so excited to support you and just like be like, not even support you directly, but even just like to be able to watch it happen, dude. I'm, cause I'm hundred percent on board. I, thank you so much. You're man. an hey, incredible artist, man. Yeah. You're an incredible artist, incredible person. And I can, everybody needs to, to get on this vibe, man, because I feel you. Hey, first, man. Jordan Lewis, man. Everybody go for hey. and shit, man. Yeah. That's the word. You know what? We actually are running out of time, so you should do your sign off like that. I am Drop your character, my dog. Say whatever you want to say, whatever you want to get out there to the people as the final word. The sign off. Let's hear it, bro. If you live your life in a way for other people, then you will be miserable. Okay, little girl, woman, man. <laughs> Instead, choose yourself to find authenticity. And within that, you can be happy and find your purpose. And man, it can be whatever the fuck it has to be. But just know, be yourself, okay? And don't let any motherfucker uh, tell you what to do. That's El Nino. Don't give two shits. That's on God. And that's on me. Man, people, people are going to hear that and think we rehearsed that or wrote that or planned that. But, dude, you're so fucking incredible. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Jordan. Of course, brother. All right. You take care, eh? I have a good day, boss. All right. Peace out, dog. Bye-bye. So that was El Nino, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to learn some more about him, go ahead down to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash El Nino. And El Nino has given us a early release of his track, Legend of the Dragon. So this track is going to release next month, October uh, 2020. But we've got it here first. So take a listen and thank you for tuning in. Tequila con...